Dads, it's Sim and this is Porcelain Unlimited as it's Friday and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. As far as tonight's Friday Night Smackdown, we learned some big things for WrestleMania. And all I got to say is, what the hell are they doing? What are they doing, Roman and Rock? Like, Roman and Rock, don't get me wrong, going to be a huge match. Going to be a, a big match. Going to be an amazing match. But... Over Cody? You have Cody win the Rumble. Only six days later, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, six days later for him to come out and go, I want your belt, but not at WrestleMania. I've talked to a lot of people, and I've got counsel from somebody who is very close to you. And I thought he was going to say, Heyman's turning on you, even though I knew The Rock was there. And then, if you smoke with The Rock, is cooking. Rock comes out. We'll get into all that later, but I, I got some stuff to say. So I do want to say thank you to Daniel Molinax, who subscribed on YouTube as a channel member. He hit that join button. He says, poor Cody is trending on X. What? Actually, so Cody is what's trending. Poor Cody might be trending on your for you, because there's a difference between top 30 trending and for you trending. Poor Cody is also on my for you trending but not on the actual United States top 30 trending. So Cody was, and so Cody still is number 18. Poor Cody is now up. Okay, never mind. I take it back. Five minutes ago, poor Cody was not trending top 25. Now it's up to 21. So I do take that back. Also, I do want to address really fast esports gaming rules. Thank you for the subscription on Twitch in tier one for 21 months. But you're wrong, guy. He says, looks like Vince's dream plan of Rock vs. Roman is now TKO's dream plan of Rock vs. Roman for WrestleMania 40. Possibly we will see what happens for Chamber 2024 in the land down under and Mania 40 for Cody. I don't think this is anyone's dream plan other than maybe Rock and Roman. The reason I think this match is happening is because they know that this match, and no offense to Cody Rhodes, this match right here is going to get them the most eyeballs of any match they could ever do. Roman Reigns and The Rock is going to get the most mainstream attention that any match can get. You could do Roman Reigns and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're still not going to get the mainstream attention that Roman Reigns and The Rock is going to get. The Rock is the biggest celebrity in the world. The Rock is the most known person in the world, as far as like people know who he is. And so you're not going to get the most mainstream media, the most Twitter engagement, the most social media anywhere, and get, if it's not The Rock. And no offense to Cody Rhodes, but he's not going to do the numbers to the mainstream that The Rock is going to do. Now, the hardcore wrestling fans, are they going to say, ah, screw WWE, screw all of this, I'm not watching because it's not Ro or not Cody. There's going to be a lot that say that. Whether in the end they watch or not is up to interpretation and whatever. But I, I, I just hate saying it. Yet again, I'm befuddled. I'm baffled. I'm like, what are they doing? And then for Cody to go, I want your belt, but I don't want it at WrestleMania. And not to say, I want it here. I want it there. Or I'm going after Seth. is like, what? And I know a lot of people probably have questions and concerns. Please do know that if you want to get your comment, question, or concern read live on the air, you can do so by uh, donating a super chat on YouTube. Or you could donate Twitch bits in the Twitch chat. That way your comment, question, or concern does get highlighted and read on the air. But So we got to look at a couple of things now. I saw some people trying to put up on their, their news sites. I'm not going to call anybody out specifically. Breaking news. Plans change to Rock vs. Roman. Who said the plans have changed? They've been teasing this match for a month now. So who said plans changed? Nobody did. Fightful didn't report that. The Torch didn't report that. The Insider didn't report that. How's Wrestling didn't report that. Who said plans have changed? Nobody. It seems like this has been the plan for at least a month now. Yeah, Cody won the Rumble. And I think it's, I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think it's going to be Cody Seth now. But here's the other thing you have to look at. Now, it was reported previously that Roman Reigns is not working Elimination Chamber. And I highly doubt that they want to do Roman 
and Cody at Elimination Chamber in the middle of the night in the United States. Yes, it's going to be prime time in Australia or whatever. But that show starts at 2 a.m. Pacific. Like, no, they're not doing it there. But you also do, you don't remember, 2008. John Cena wins the Royal Rumble. John Cena says, I was out with an injury. I came back in four months before anyone thought I would. Now I don't want to wait till WrestleMania. Randy Orton, I want you. And no way out. And then it ends up triple threat with Triple H, Randy Orton, and, and John Cena at WrestleMania, but that's beside the point. There's been times where, or at least a time, where the Royal Rumble winner says, I want my match early. Now, Cody didn't say that. Cody didn't say, I want you at Elimination Chamber. I want you next week on SmackDown. I want you on Raw in two weeks. No. He just said, I want your title, but not at WrestleMania. So, is that Cody saying, I'm going after Seth? Another question that was not answered tonight. Another question that we don't know the answer to as far as, okay, is it, did plans change because CM Punk got hurt and it was supposed to be Seth Rollins and CM Punk and they don't see anything else for Cody or for Seth. So now they got to go to Cody for Seth because they don't see anything big enough for, for, for the world title. There is that slight possibility but then that just defeats the purpose of the two-year storyline of I'm here and I want the belt. And my father was taken. It was taken from my father, basically. And he said it tonight. That is not the Hollywood title. That is the title that Bruno San Martino held. That is the title that was taken out of my father's hands. And I want that belt. So is Cody just going to go after Seth's belt? Is Cody just going to go after the World Heavyweight Championship of WrestleMania? If that's the, the case, going to be a great match. We've seen them have bangers in the past. He's beaten Seth, what, three times now? Yeah. Mania. Backlash. Chamber. He beat him three times. So you know he's going to win the fourth. Especially, especially, now that The Rock is getting the Roman match that doesn't need a title. Especially since that's happening, it's like, you better get Cody whatever he wants. Put him in a title match, he wins that title. Main event of night one of WrestleMania. But we got to let it play out. That's the one thing I'm going to say. We have to let this all play out and see exactly where it does end up going. We know yesterday it was announced that Cody will be at Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. And yeah, we got to let it play out. I'm, I think I'm pissed off. I'm peeved. Got a love-hate relationship with pro wrestling. You think they're going to give you one thing? Hell in a cell, not chamber. Thank you since Saturday. You think they're going to give you one thing that you really, really want to see? And in that same instant, they could take it from you. Rip your heart out and say, you're going to get this instead. You're going to watch this instead of the match you want to see. And again, we're not the bookers. We're not the ones in charge. We don't run the company. We don't make the decisions. We can influence as a fan and a fan base and a WWE Universe, we can influence the direction they go. We can influence the decisions they make. But in the end, ultimately, it is not our decision no matter what we want to see. So, yeah, I don't I don't know where this is going. I don't know what the plan is going to be for Cody. It looks like Seth, but it, that wasn't even stated. They said tonight on SmackDown, Cody will make his decision. And again, was him saying, I don't want your title at Mania, him saying I'm going after Seth. Or is that just a, I don't want your title at Mania, I'll see you in Saudi, I'll see you at SummerSlam. We don't know. We have a super chat from Jeremiah Chandler. Yeah, from Jeremiah Chandler Jones. He just state, I've been watching WWE since I was five. I am now 20 years old. If this is the final plan, I have never seen a bigger career assassination. Everything about this segment ruins Cody. Now, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't see this as ruining Cody. I don't see this as the nail in the coffin, as some would say. Now, if he would have took the match with Roman and lost again, completely different story, career assassination, then that is ruining Cody. Yes, if he would have lost to Roman again two years in a row at WrestleMania. But here's the thing. Now I'm seeing fans online saying, can we get the match at Elimination Chamber? Can they do it there? No, they can't. Yes, they can, but really no, they can't. 
because what are you going to do? Go to the Mesh Chamber and Roman beats Cody? If it is Roman and Rock in the main event of night two of WrestleMania, well, uh, Roman can't lose before that. Roman cannot lose a match before he faces Rock. And to be completely honest, Roman is not working another match before he faces Rock. So we don't even have to worry about that. Roman is currently not slated to go work in Saudi or not Saudi for the Perth show in Australia. He's not going there. He's not going to be at Elimination Chamber. And what is he going to do? Work a random match on a SmackDown? Show up on a Raw? House shows don't matter. Yeah, maybe he works a house show here and there once or twice, but that doesn't matter. Now that we know that it is Cody or Roman and Rock, Roman basically can't do nothing unless he's going to be kept strong. Unless he's going to be winning matches. And Roman barely works anyways. He said it tonight. Seth Rollins says that he works. Uh, I barely ever show up. I work 10 times less than him and make 10 times as much money. He said it tonight. Now the interesting thing is going to be next Thursday. Next Thursday is going to be a very, very interesting day for this. Well, Monday, of course, for Raw. But next Thursday even more. Because they did announce that next Thursday... And I got to get the time here. Give me two seconds to double check this. But there is going to be a press conference in Las Vegas for WrestleMania. Why it's not in Philly? I don't get that. Mania is not in Vegas. I think they're doing it just to get eyeballs on this because it's part of that's Super Bowl week. So there's going to be so many people in Vegas for Super Bowl already that you do a big event in Vegas where the Super Bowl is, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs on it. Maybe they're going to have Pat McAfee host it. Pat's already going to be in Vegas all week doing his show from there, most likely, like he did last year. But the press conference is going to be Thursday at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Technically, that's for local time in Vegas. But it's going to stream on Peacock, X, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. It's called the WrestleMania Kickoff at T-Mobile Arena. So how's that going to go? Are they gonna? Is this going to be like when they did that one Saudi Arabia press conference in Vegas? I think that was also in T-Mobile Arena. Could be. Something similar to that. Now the big question is, who's going to be there? I would assume Roman. I would assume Dwayne. I would assume Cody and Seth, that that's the route there. Bailey and Eel, that was announced tonight. We have this press conference now coming up on Thursday. To announce more things for Mania? Announce something for Mania? Make things official? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say. Who's going to be there? Who's going to speak? Who's going to host? Who's going to what? But I do like the idea of doing the press conference. I do like the idea of doing something like this to hype up the show for the media and the mainstream. Do more than one, if I'm going to be completely honest. Do one next week and do another one the week before WrestleMania in Philly or the week of WrestleMania in Philly. That, I think, would be a great idea. Similar to WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30 was in New Orleans, but I forget how long before that. But prior to that, they went to the Hard Rock, the old WWE New York, the world, in um, New York, and held a press conference for WrestleMania 30 to make everything official. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, and if Daniel Bryan wins, he gets added and makes it a triple threat for the main event. So I'm going to hold my reservations. We're going to see where this all goes. But as of right now, it is The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I would assume for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Now, that title doesn't need to be there. That title doesn't need to be on the line. The honest, If I'm going to be completely honest, the story of The Rock and Roman Reigns would actually make even more sense after Cody beats Roman or anybody, but it should be Cody. The reason I say that is Roman says, I'm the head of the table. I'm the tribal chief. I take care of the family. Yet that's when he's the champion. Once he loses the belt, then the rock can come out and go. You say you're this tribal chief. You say you're the head of the table. You just lost your belt. You're nothing without that title. I've been the head of the table. I've been the tribal chief since what? 1997, 98, 99? Who gave you a role in their movie? A small little itty run, but who still gave you a role in their movie? Oh, me. Who bought Tamina a house? Oh, me. 
Who bought Haku a brand new truck? Oh, me. What have you done for the family other than sometimes show up on television and beat people in WWE? What have you actually done for the family? And what are you going to do without that belt? Who are you without the title? Are you still the head of the table? Are you still the tribal chief? Are you even Roman Reigns? Or you was just Joe now? Are you just Joe without the belt? That's a route they could have gone after Roman loses the title. I think the story would even be more intriguing without the title. Because you can do the route like I stated of. Hey, you don't got that belt no more. That belt has been your identity for like 1,200 days. And now what are you? Who are you? What kind of a man? What kind of a leader? What kind of a tribal chief? What kind of a head of the table are you? You're not me. I'm the head of the table. I take care of the family. That's the route they should have gone. That is what they should have done. The story would make so much more sense after Roman loses the belt. But it's not the route they're going. Rock wants mania. Rock wants it this year. Rock's going to get whatever he wants because he's going to get the most eyeballs on this show than anybody else. More than a Ronda Rousey. More than a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Heck, more than a Conor McGregor if he would ever show up in WWE. It's The Rock. The Rock is going to get the eyeballs. The Rock is going to sell the TV or the pay-per-view, the Peacock subscriptions, the tickets to the building. The Rock is the one that's going to draw this house. So that's why. That's why they said, sure, you can do it. And I've already seen people online Oh, I should have a Vince call. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel right here. I wish you would subscribe here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, you can head over to YouTube. Do a couple things for us over there. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know when we post new videos, when we go live, and when we post things to the community tab. Also, remember, hit that join button to become a channel member to support the channel. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, Use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Next week, the new season of Disney Speedstorm drops. You can get that game for free on the Epic Game Store. Next season, they are launching their Little Mermaid season, which looks really cool. And when you get that game for free on the Epic Game Store, use this code, PWUNLIMITED, for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Hell, right now, the free game is Doors Paradox. I've seen that game. I haven't played it myself yet. I've seen that game. And it looks really cool. Next week, you can get Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. That was a controversial game in 2023. If you haven't played that, oh boy. That, like I said, controversial game. But again, go to the Epic Game Store and use code PWUnlimited for all purchases. Whether you're getting bucks for Rocket League, bucks for Fortnite, bucks for... Uh, Fall Guys, use our code. But with that, we got a lot to talk about for our tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. The show itself does kick off with Corey Graves welcoming us to the show. The Bloodline was shown walking into the building. We also saw Cody walking in. We also saw... Well, actually, this was after the video package. So the Bloodline walks in, and we get a video package recapping the Royal Rumble. We then see Cody with his dog, Pharaoh, walking into the building. And we see Bailey and Damage Control walking out into the arena area, just soaking in everything being set up. Corey Graves then says, Myself and Wade, well, we're the new commentary team for Friday Night SmackDown. And I am so excited for this, because Corey Graves... Is amazing on commentary. Corey Graves has proved that he can be the lead. He can be the play-by-play guy. He can do this. 
He's been doing this for a long time, worked with a lot of greats, and he's, you know, just been soaking it in like a sponge, and now it's his time to shine. Corey Graves is our lead play-by-play guy on SmackDown now with Wade Barrett being his color man. This then leads to our first segment of the night. Logan Paul coming out, and then eventually, well, Kevin Owens comes out, but hot crowd here in Alabama. Paul stood in the ring and soaked in all the booze. Paul said that he was going to be nice, but if they're going to boo him, he's going to say right now, Alabama sucks. Paul said he underestimated Kevin Owens and that Owens looks like a, quote, pissed off donut. I don't really get that joke. Paul said that Owens did more damage to Paul Paul than Floyd Mayweather actually did. The crowd started giving him the what treatment. Paul claimed that he is one of the strongest people on the, quote, brittle roster. He mocks CM Punk and Seth Rollins for their injuries. Uh, Kevin Owens' music then hits, and Owens made his way out to the ring. Owens stood in the entryway before getting in the ring and soaked in the cheers and the chants. Owens said that Birmingham seems like a pretty great place to be. Owens said that Paul forgot to add that Paul was an unbearable idiot. Owens said that he had a moral victory last Saturday because he, he said that because for him, it felt great to knock the hell out of Paul. Owens said that he was ready to restore prestige and honor to the United States title when he takes it off of Logan Paul. Paul responded by saying Owens already had his one title shot and he's not getting another. Paul said that the brass knuckles were set up. Were a setup. Paul said that he was playing chess while Owens was playing a go fish. That was kind of a funny line. Owens stepped into the ring and said everyone knows Owens would do anything to win a match. The problem, Owens said, was that, well, he got caught. Owens said that the referee at the Rumble did a great job catching him. He's not going to fault him for that. But Owens followed that up by saying that he wouldn't need brass knuckles to beat Paul again. Paul said that he's going to find a real challenger for his title and that he's going to sit on commentary during Owens' match tonight with Austin Theory. And then, well, there his music hits, and he comes down to the ring. So we get an 11-minute match here with Kevin Owens and Austin Theory. Pretty good television match, I will say that. They did really well. The two locked up, and Owens had control early on. Owens worked the arm. Owens went for a senton, but Theory got his knees up to take the advantage. Theory put the boots to Owens, and eventually, Theory went for a rolling dropkick, but Owens moved and landed a senton, which was excuse me, followed by a cannonball. Theory rolled to the ring apron, and Owens followed him. The two then battled on until Theory laid a back body drop on Owens. The show went to a commercial break, and we got a four-minute commercial break. It was a long break. At least it felt really long. Back from the break, Theory was working a chin lock on Owens inside the ring. Owens worked out of it and clotheslined the hell out of Theory to slow things down. Owens headbutted Theory and landed a tornado DDT before going to the top rope. From there, Owens hit a swanton for a two. The crowd was fired up here from Owens, who went for a stunner, but Theory did counter it and tried to go for a rolling blockbuster, but it wasn't really a blockbuster. Theory then went for a superplex, but Owens fought out of it because you can't superplex Kevin Owens. Theory then hit some type of a blue thunderbomb. Paul then tried to give Theory the brass knucks, but Owens got his hands on them as the referee was distracted by Paul. Owens then hit Theory with the brass knucks and picked up the victory. There we go. Kevin Owens does defeat Austin Theory. And they did state that Logan Paul will be back next week as Nick Aldis will name his next challenger. Owens also did uh, chase Paul through the crowd. So... We'll see who the challenger is going to be. Nick Aldis will announce it next week, and we'll see how it goes. Also, as a general manager, Nick Aldis is better than, than fucking uh, Adam Pierce because he's just signing everybody, or trying to at least. Because as we see here, they're outside of the general manager's office, and Naomi walks out. She's got a contract in her hand, a little uh, thing. She goes, yeah, I'm on SmackDown, and all the girls cheer for her. Tiffany Stratton then immediately comes back out and goes, hey, I signed a contract too. And they're kind of just like, ah. And when she came out, like she got in a little scuffle with Meechin, who was hanging out there. It was Meechin, Shotzi, and Bianca. Stratton then kind of left frame, presuming, presumably this set up, which it did, Meechin versus Stratton later on in the night. 
Then we got an interesting segment. Bianca was shown talking to Nick Aldis backstage. Bianca asked him when she, uh, when she what she has to do to be able to face EO. She wants the title. Logan then ran in and asked Aldis if Aldis can find Paul a challenger that's not Kevin Owens. Paul and Belair then had a little squabble. And then that was it. So now my question is, is this going to lead to anything? I know what I would want it to lead to if this was going to lead to something. Logan Paul and Montez Ford. That match would be so good. So good. Logan Paul and Montez Ford. But Montez Ford is, is busy with the Last Testament or the Final Testament guys and the Bobby Lashley stuff. So it's like, it's not like he's not doing anything. He is doing something. And I don't feel like they can just pull him from that. Now, if this is a tease for down the line, like maybe it's the pride versus the final testament elimination chamber, but then after that's all done, Montez can get a shot at Mania, and it is Logan Paul and Montez Ford at Mania, and this is just an early tease. Okay. Not not going to hate that. But I just feel like I don't think this would be for nothing, if you know what I mean. So let me get a video with Legado del Fantasma. They're at a table drinking wine and whatnot. Santos Escobar said that they have an unbreakable bond. Escobar welcomes Alexa Lopez into the fold. Escobar said that they have been trusted to carry the legacy of Lucha Libre and their families. And this is why they must eradicate the LWO. Escobar toasted to loyalty. So, you say we have an unbreakable bond, yet... How long were you with Cruz and Wild? And you broke that bond. But now the big question is, yes, you brought Electra back, which you fucked her over once too. How long do you screw these guys, Angel and Humberto? How long do you kick Electra to the side again? I hope not. I think these four would make a great group. I thought the original Legado del Fantasma was great. And I think this incarnation of Legado del Fantasma is going to be really great as well. So I'm interested to see where it goes. I love Santos Escobar. I think him and Electra Lopez have a great dynamic together that we saw in NXT way back when, about a year or so ago, over the last year or two there. So it's like, I know these two can really work together, and we've seen them play off of each other really well, especially in these kind of segments, speaking stuff and whatnot. So I'm interested. I'm very interested. Um, also, I'm just going to say it once. If you guys are going to argue in the chat, I'll just turn the whole chat off. Like, if you guys are going to argue in the live chat, I'll turn the, the whole chat off and make it subscriber chat only or super chats only. And then you got people in here arguing, crying, and whining at each other, telling me, you need to ban this person. No, you need to ban this person. Not that easy when I'm trying to host this show at the same time. Like, I can barely see the chat, but when I do see the chat and all I see is, hey, you need to get rid of this guy. Hey, you need to get rid of this guy. Hey, you need to shut up. No, we're not going to play little kid childish game here. So then we had a, I used to say, qualifying match for a number one contenders match to get a shot at the tag team titles at Elimination Chamber. We had a four-way here. It was Humberto and Angel, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild, Pretty Deadly, Tyler Bate, and Pete Dunne. The winners of this match will then face the winners of a fatal four-way from Raw next Friday here on SmackDown. And then the winners of that match will then go on to Elimination Chamber and challenge the Judgment Day for the world, uh, for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. So, it was a fun tag team match. Butts and Prince started everything off. Well, actually, they were like a big brawl with everybody. And then eventually, once it settled down, Butch and Prince didn't start everything off. They are making quick tags. Pete Dunne then uh, worked Prince's fingers and his arm. Wild and Bate tagged in. Del Toro tagged in at one point as well. And there was a series of... Just big, quick, fast-flying moves to where it's like, oh, crap, I can't fully keep up with my, my notes because they're just going, going, going. So at one point, Wild and Del Toro landed dueling baseball slides on Pretty Deadly. Wild then did the assisted slingshot that he did on NXT a little while ago, like a couple weeks ago. It looked great. It looked better on NXT because I think it would look better because it was a smaller building. But regardless... Great, great spot as we go to commercial break.
So back from the break, Prince was working over Wild inside the ring. Eventually, Dunn received a hot tag, and he took out both Legato and Pretty Deadly with a series of enziguris. Dunn stomped on Prince's hands. Pretty Deadly then came back and took Dunn down, but Bate broke up a pin attempt. Bate then spun around Prince a million times with the airplane spin. Bate and Dutt, Bate and Dutt then hit the cut the mustard, but Umberto and Angel broke up the pin. Latoro and Wild were going crazy with some flying moves, but Lopez stopped them. Zelina then came out and pounded down on Electra. Back to the match. Dunn did the finger spot on Wilson. Bate tagged in. The two hit the finisher on Wilson and pinned him to get one step closer to those tag team championships. So it will be Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate against whatever the team from Raw is next week. So as we move forward, EO Sky, Asuka, and Kyrie Sane were shown talking backstage. Sane said, Bailey is done tonight. And then left the frame. Well, turns out Bailey was there too. They didn't know it and she was listening. So then we get the damage control segment. Bailey's WrestleMania decision. So Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis are in the ring. Because essentially they're gonna have a contract for Bailey, depending on who she wants to face, the Raw champion or the SmackDown champion. So Mike Mike Rome introduces Bailey. She comes out, loud Bailey chants from the crowd here in Birmingham. Bailey said, Well, I've done everything almost. But this year, this year's different and special. Bailey said that she didn't get where she is on her own because, well, she's had her girls with her. Bailey said that they supported her when she cried. Bailey said that damage control isn't just, quote, the best woman's faction of all time, but it's also a family. Bailey said when she thinks about WrestleMania, she thinks about moments met and the she thinks about moments and the magic of being the best. Bailey said to be the best, she has to beat the best. And that brings her to Rhea Ripley, who was watching backstage on a monitor. Bailey said that she could also go a different route, though. Maybe sometimes it's not only just about a title. Maybe sometimes it's personal. It's what's in your heart. Bailey said, quote, the people who you thought were your friends, the people who you thought were your biggest supporters, well, they may not be. She starts looking at damage control. EO, Asuka, Kairi, no Dakota. Bailey then said something in Japanese. And the story has been that they speak Japanese behind her back. Dakota knows Japanese and knows what they're saying and then tries to translate to Bailey, whatever she really wants Bailey to know. But Bailey speaks to them in Japanese and goes, oh, you didn't know I could speak Japanese? Yeah, I've learned some stuff from you guys talking behind my back. Bailey says she's done and seen it all. And she wanted to know why they consistently talked about her. Bailey says, Sky, or Bailey asked Sky what happened as Bailey spoke and approached Io. Asuka and Kyrie then kind of backed off. And when Bailey just got a little too close to Io, they attacked. They start stomping on Bailey. They laid her out all three, and Bailey looks dead in the corner. As they back off from Bailey, well, Bailey then grabs the lead pipe from under the ring, gets up, and runs damage control off, or whatever they're called now. Sky is with Asuka Insane on the ramp, and Bailey says, EO, I'll see you at WrestleMania. The crowd exploded, and then Bailey used the pipe. To point up at the WrestleMania sign. So it will officially be Bailey versus EO Sky at WrestleMania. So it looks like Bailey and EO, Rhea and Becky, like we assumed. So we move on. We get the. It was supposed to be a six man tag, but it wasn't. All this segment was is to say, hey, B Fab's now in. Uh, Bobby Lashley's group. That's all this was. So it was supposed to be a six-man tag. They said it before the break. Two teams come out, and they just start brawling. Cross and Lashley ended up alone in the ring, and Lashley chokeslammed Cross. Lashley then worked the hurt lock, but Scarlett jumped on his back before B-Fab would show up and pull Scarlett off of him. Lashley then speared Cross, and the final testament retreated outside of the ring. And then that was just it. That was it. Nothing more. 
So, I don't know. I don't know when we get to six, man. But yeah, BFAB is now with Bobby as we've seen the tease for almost a month and a half now. Uh, so as we move forward, Ron Breaker was shown in Nick Aldis's office. Nick Aldis was trying to get him to sign with the SmackDown brand before Adam Pearce would actually walk in. Breaker was about to sign the contract and then didn't. As Adam Pearce is like, hey, before you make a decision, why don't you come see me Monday at Raw? And I love this. I love that they are making Braun Breaker seem like this big, huge free agent that both brands want, that both teams want, that both rosters want to have. That it's like, oh no, 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 I can't lose that on this guy. I need, I need to, I need to, you know, schmooze him on Monday. You brought him here. I don't know what you did to, to almost get him to sign, but no, 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 no. This one's going to be mine. You got Tiff. You got Naomi. I I'm going to get this one. And then all of a sudden, Jade comes in after Braun Breaker leaves. Aldis shook Jade's hand and said, let's have a talk. And they walked off. Because Jade walks in and goes, so you, you asked me to be here? You like to talk to me? And there we go. So it looks like Jade is skipping NXT, going straight to the main roster. Now, some kind of assumed that with her appearance in the Royal Rumble. But there were other NXT names in the Royal Rumble, so we didn't know for sure. Yet, they're showing up tonight, and the whole thing being about who's going to sign who to what brand, Jade being there means she's going to sign with Raw or SmackDown. Which I think is a tough one. Because if she's going to face Nia, it's going to go to Raw. But if she's going to do something with Bianca, she's going to go to SmackDown. Speaking of Tiffany Stratton signing, she had a seven and a half minute match tonight with Meechin, and I thought this match was really good. So these two worked well together. And I'm going to say right now, Tiffany Stratton's going to be a huge-ass star. And they saw that in the Royal Rumble. And that's why her call-up apparently got fast-tracked. To the point where it's like, a week ago, she was just going to be in the Rumble, and that was about it for now. As far as what was reported. But then it got reported that she impressed so much in the Rumble that they're like, oh, yeah, no, we need her on the main roster, like, now. Meechin started things off quickly with a running drop kick and a series of strikes. Meechin worked a ground and pound and continuously kicked Stratton. Meechin landed a gut wrench suplex and followed up with the vertical suplex. All, uh, all of this resulted in a two. The action spilled to the outside and Stratton took control by planting uh, by hitting a face plant on Meechin. Stratton then asked, what time is it? And the crowd said, Tiffy time! And we went to a commercial break. Back from the break, Stratton had control in the ring as Stratton yelled to the uh, yelled too many times, and Meechin fired up and hit a series of drop kicks and a neck breaker. Meechin landed some double knees to the face of Stratton, but Stratton got her got her foot on the ropes for the break of the pin. Meechin then went for the eat defeat, but Stratton countered into an Alabama slam and got a good near fall. Meechin then came back with some kicks, but Stratton lifted Meechin again, slammed her, and then landed the prettiest moonsault over the PME to pick up the victory. So there we go. Tiffany Stratton does pick up the win. Tiffany Stratton does get a win in her first match on SmackDown, and this girl is going to be a megastar. I don't know if she's going to be a Rhea Ripley, be a Becky Lynch-level megastar, but she's going to get get up there in time. And get think about it. She's only, what, like 22, 23, 24? Tiffany Stratton. How old's Tiffany Stratton? I'll say she's less than 25. 24. For 1999. But yeah. She's going to be a big old star. Like she's going to be. A mega star. She's got the look. She's got the charisma. She's got the athleticism. And I've said it before. Every time I see her in the ring. She gets better. A couple things were announced for next week's show. Which we've already talked about. Nick Aldis will uh, name Logan Paul's next challenger for the U.S. title. And then Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate will face a team from Raw for the number one contendership at Elimination Chamber for the tag titles. So then we move on to our main event segment. Remember, guys, if you want to get your comment, question, or concern read live on the air, you can do so by donating a super chat in the YouTube live chat or by donating Twitch bits on Twitch. Either also subscribing as a YouTube member or subscribing on Patreon can also get you to have your comment read as well and highlighted in the chat. 
So Roman Reigns comes out as Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis stood in the ring. The entire bloodline come down to the ring and take their time. Reigns stood in the ring and soaked in the noise. Reigns then asked Birmingham, acknowledge me. Birmingham did. Then they chanted for Cody. Which at first when I heard it, and granted, my hearing's been pretty bad recently. I thought they were chanting Rocky, Rocky, but they were saying Cody, Cody. So I heard that wrong. They chanted for Cody. Reigns was like, yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. You want to talk about Seth first. He's like, you know, Seth Rollins had some things to say about me on Monday. The crowd popped. Which I'm like, oh boy. God wants to see him and him and Seth. You want to talk about who's the bigger star? Who's the, the, the guy? Screw Cody and Roman. Screw Cody and Seth. Screw Rock and Roman. Give me Seth and Roman. Don't even need to put the title, titles on the line. Roman calls Seth's title, quote, the loser bracket title. Because all the people that fought for that belt were all guys I've already beat. Roman said that Rollins wears his wife's clothes and then mocked Rollins for having a limp. Reigns noted that, yeah, Seth was right. I work less than him. I probably work 10 times less than him. But I also make 10 times as much money than he does. So whose money would you really want? Seth Rollins' money or the Tribal Chief's money? Reigns then pivoted and was like, now we got to talk about Cody Rhodes. He said that Cody, he said that he won't beg Cody to face him like Seth did. Roman said that Cody can be the very best number two or take a crack at number one again. Roman said, it's really Cody's choice. From there, Cody's music hit. Crowd erupted. We go to break. We come back from the break. Cody's music is still playing. I'm still singing Kingdom myself. And Cody grabs a microphone and says, so Birmingham and Roman Reigns, what do you want to talk about? Cody said that he imagined the conversation would be more private. And he asked if, well, Bloodline could clear the ring. So, Heyman stays in, but Jimmy and Solo leave. Roman dismissed them. And so Cody said he talked to some friends, talked to some families, he talked to some legends. He got some advice on what he should do. Cody said, you know, I almost, I had you. I had you beat till you cheated. That's the only reason you beat me. And you know that, that was the only reason you beat me. Cody said that Roman's title... It's still the title. Not like what Seth said. It's not the Hollywood title. That's the title that Bruno San Martino held. That's the title that was ripped from his father's hands at Madison Square Garden. But he said, I still want that title. No matter what it's called. Cody then asked, what is finishing the story? Cody recalled how Roman said everything. The ring, cameras, crowd, all belongs to him. Cody wondered if finishing the story meant taking everything from Roman Reigns. Cody then said he is coming from Roman, just not at WrestleMania. Cody then said, I did speak to somebody else. I took counsel from a person that knows you very well. And then we hear, if you smell what the rock is cooking. Crowd goes nuts. Dwayne the Rock Johnson comes out. He does the, I've got the goosebumps on his arm. He comes down to the ring. The crowd is losing their ever-loving minds. He gets in the ring. We get this great shot of The Rock in the ring. Cody looking at The Rock. The Rock's blurred out, not in focus. Cody's fully in focus, just looking like, this is the decision, this is the decision, this is the decision, this is the decision. They then embrace. The Rock pulls Cody in, and he whispers something in his ear. We don't know what he says. He did it to where Cody's head is here put his head around to the ear couldn't see his mouth couldn't try to read his lips no nothing kind of back off from each other Cody goes and leaves the ring <clears throat> Rock then took his time I was waiting for the finally Rock has come back to Birmingham we didn't get any of that he just took his time finally looks at Roman slowly Walks over to Roman to kind of embrace like, oh boy, oh boy. Then we get 
the tag at the bottom of the screen. It says SmackDown is about to go off the air. Tag goes away. Lower third pops on and says, this Thursday, live from Las Vegas, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the WrestleMania kickoff press conference. Don't miss it. Show then goes off the air. And that, ladies and germs, was Friday night SmackDown. I want to say thank you to Esports Gaming Rules for the Twitch bit. Uh, he does say with his comment, can't wait for the WrestleMania 40 kickoff press conference or press event. Maybe WWE do similar like when New Japan did when Wrestle Kingdom in Tokyo Dome was two nights for the WWE for the Universe WWE Championship. Universal WWE Championship. So are you saying you think they're gonna Well no. That's not what you're saying, not what I'm thinking, anyways. But no, I like doing the press event. Yeah, New Japan does this. I've been to New Japan press events before big shows. But it's a UFC thing as well. UFC does press events to hype up their upcoming big shows. And that's what WWE is now doing here at WrestleMania. And they've done it in the past. They did one like this for WrestleMania 14 to hype up Austin versus Michaels with um, Tyson as the enforcer. Like I said earlier, they did this before WrestleMania 30. They haven't done one that I can remember since for a WrestleMania. Could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't remember a press conference weeks in advance before WrestleMania. We have gotten in the last year, like a couple days in advance or the day before for like the Saudi shows and whatnot. We got one, I think, in for Backlash last year. I can't remember if they do one for Money in the Bank. But regardless, I like this. They're doing the press conference. It's another wrinkle as far as setting stuff up, building out the shows, building out the big pay-per-views in a new way, in a different way, in more ways than just, you got to watch Raw, you got to watch SmackDown. Granted, now they're making us watch something else, but it's different and engaging, I think, hopefully. So we'll see how it all does go next Thursday. We do have Raw before, so maybe that's where Cody says, I want to face Seth. We still don't even know if he wants to face Seth. We don't know if Cody and Seth is the direction because they didn't say that. All he said was, I still want you, but not at WrestleMania. So, what's going to happen? The Rock's going to get the match at WrestleMania, and then Cody's going to get the match at SummerSlam, and then you're going to ask, well, how does he get the match at SummerSlam? If he's a Raw wrestler and he's a SmackDown wrestler, is he going to do something in the draft, or is The Rock going to play the board and say, I'm a director, I'm a, I'm a member of the board of directors. so I can make a decision to give you a match with Roman Reigns. I don't know. I don't know how they get to Cody and Roman after this. I doubt Cody wins the Rumble for a third year in a row, but... Yeah, this is what's going down. And the next time we can see The Rock on television, I know for sure, is going to be February 18th. The Rock will be the Grand Marshal to the Daytona 500 in Daytona Beach, Florida. He will tell them to start your engines. Can't wait. NASCAR's back, baby. We've got practice tomorrow for The Clash. Sunday, we got The Clash, The Coliseum. NASCAR's back, baby. I don't say a NASCAR podcast or anything, but NASCAR's back. I, you think I like wrestling? You think I love wrestling? Look, 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 I love NASCAR. Anyways, Rock's involved in the Daytona 500. Rock's got a big, big partnership with Fox and stuff for the UFL, so I think that's kind of a tie-in there because this is a... Uh, five weeks before the UFL starts. So it could be a little tie-in there as well. But with that, that was SmackDown. You know what I thought of the show? Now I want to hear what you guys thought of the show as well. Let's put the Twitch poll up. Let's go here. What did you think of SmackDown? I liked it. It was all right. I didn't like it. <clears throat> Which poll is live? Go vote on that as we check the other polls. Also, we now have a Threads poll. We're going to do the Threads poll from now on as well because I didn't know Threads did polls, but they do. Let's refresh all of these really quickly. So as far as the Threads poll does go, 75% thought it was just all right. 25% didn't like it. Looking over at the Twitter poll. 
47% didn't like the show. 40% liked the show. 12% thought it was just all right. One of the comments here says, people didn't like it because they don't understand the story. Understand what story? Or as the YouTube community poll does go, 75% liked the show, 15% thought it was just all right, and 10% didn't like it. Uh, some of the comments here says, uh, oh, this person must be a West Coast person. So they're like, I don't know. It doesn't start for another 15 minutes. Well, yeah, duh. Technically. It says, poor Cody, trending on X. Um, this person says, I didn't like it. Bailey was the only good part. Now, it's like, you people are saying they didn't like it because they don't like what happened with Cody not getting the Roman match. But I thought overall, it was a good SmackDown. Where it says, WTF, I'm at work. What happened to Cody? Where it says, Bailey finally turned face. Best night ever, except The Rock. Or as the YouTube live poll does go, 63% liked the show. 18% thought, no, 63% uh, liked the show. 19% didn't like it. 18% thought it was just all right. And finally, everybody that voted on Twitch liked the show. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Tonight, I think I'm going to do a game stream. Twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. Tomorrow, my daughter and I are going to do another uh, board game stream where we're going to play the WrestleMania Monopoly for the first time. So we're going to... I'm going to play that on stream tomorrow, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. But then I will take that portion of the stream out as well and post it here on the PW Unlimited channel so you guys can see what the WrestleMania board game actually is as well. So that video will be going up probably Sunday or Monday morning, but we will be live tomorrow evening playing it. If you would like to watch us do it live, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. So with that, guys, have a great night. Oh, we got one more. From esports gaming, he says NASCAR is WWE style motorsports. Yeah, uh, thank you for the uh, Twitch bits, but fuck you, guy. NASCAR is not predetermined. NASCAR is not fake. NASCAR is the greatest sport in the world. That sounded like a big old jab at NASCAR. NASCAR is WWE style motorsports. No, NASCAR is the pre. What do they call it? Pre. Preeminent form of motorsports in the entire world. NASCAR is the greatest form. Of motorsports. It is better than IndyCar. It is better than F1. It is better than all forms of motorsports. Australian V8 supercar. Your drivers are coming to us now. So, just saying. NASCAR is the tippity top. I mean, greatest driver in the world drives NASCAR. Kyle Larson. Ain't nobody in the world a better driver than Kyle Larson. But with that, guys, I say thank you. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.